0: Welcome to the Demon Drumbeat, where we discuss how we create movements that power
1: digital transformation by sharing stories from the industry and our people. Join the Demon Drumbeat for game-changing insights and a community of forward thinkers. Subscribe now, click on the link, go on, do it, you know you want to.
2: Thanks for making the time. I think the main aim of this conversation is to just get a view into who you are and understanding the company its history, why it was started, and how it operates. I think maybe a good starting point is for you to briefly tell me about Demon and your roles within the company.
1: It's such a big question. I'm Callum, one of the founders, and the other gentleman over there is Steve, my co-founder, or co-co-founder. So who we are and how do we found the company, we interview everybody who comes into the company. Steve and I feel that's a really important value that we can add to help sense check people but also give anybody who comes into the company a chance to ask who we are where we came from and and ask anything really about what they may be interested in in the the company so as part of that the person who we just interviewed uh asked us a story so we had a little bit of practice on trying to get the the palette together (laughs) there's a million different ways that you can kind of talk about it but where, where would you like to start steve I think the first thing is, you know who are we
0: today? That's probably a good place to start. We kind of differentiate ourselves as a very much a people first consultancy business. We tend to hire people that are a smart but really interesting personalities. We're very much a personality required kind of organization. We don't just want suits like you see in some other. Consultancies and organizations. So, we we want sort of dynamic thinkers, people that have got something about them, a bit of buzz, uh, a bit of energy is really important. We're a consultancy. We operate around cloud, all cloud migrations, everything to do with cloud optimization, everything you can imagine. We build software for our clients and products, and we have a uh, data, machine learning, and AI practice. So, they're the kind of three sort of technology areas that we play in. But it's really the whole business is based around. Bringing our clients together with our amazing people and coming up with you know fantastic technology outcomes—that's what we're all about.
2: I want to take a step back a bit. The decision to start the company—you know—was there a gap in the market that you noticed that you thought you could fill? How does that start? How do you you know go from working at my current job to you know what I'm going to pursue this business? And now, you know, a couple of years later, you're still running it. <laughs> a couple, of sixteen.
1: <laughs> if you look back, I think it's never one thing. I think it's a collection of things that come together or come to a, a head. And then there's a almost a coin toss moment of, do you take a chance or not? There's a whole bunch of history behind it. But Steve and I had been doing a sort of the one-man band contractor job. And in the particular ecosystem within we worked, we'd risen pretty much to the top of the tree and we're doing a lot of very short-term gigs, so super interesting work, super high profile, very high stress, but as I said, super interesting. But what it meant was that we were seeing a huge number of people like our clients and colleagues and you realize when you're doing that as a one-man band that that's quite an, actually quite an isolating experience. You've, you didn't have anybody to share that experience with. You know, you can't get to the end of the the gig and you know save the day and you go back and go uh who's there to share in your success to celebrate with you to chew over the fat to talk about how awful things were or how tricky stuff was so in a previous life when steve and i had worked together we were part of a kind of group and as part of that group we'd all talked about how we would you know create a company to do this or do that and then also going through all of the work that we did we saw quite a few sharp practices that we felt sat really quite uncomfortably with us so you know ripping off clients treating sort of technical people really poorly and so there was a whole mix of things that got together that actually I think we both reached a point randomly at pretty much the same time where we reached out to each other we're like you know all of that beer talk that we were having where we talked about how we would change the world Okay, we can do this for the next 20 years and earn a very good living. Thank you very much. But do you want to try and do something a bit different? And I think we were both like, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) The bit I I quite like about it is that that the UK is known for being quite rainy uh, and grey a lot of the time. And it was a typical grey and rainy day that we met up on a motorway service station outside some cheap knockoff of Wimpy's uh, over a plastic table. Which is where we kind of got together and decided, they looked each other in the eye and said, are we really going to do this rather than just talk about it? And uh, the answer was yes. And then the rest is is a little bit of history. What would you like to add, Steve? Stop me withering. I think one of the key things for me was
0: definitely the wanting to be part of something. you know. And we had this experience where we'd been part of a team and it was an amazing team of the client. And it was like, how do we recreate that sort of sense of camaraderie, that sense of purpose? And when we started the business, it was like, okay, let's go and pull together a, you know, a band of people that we could you know perhaps have like six, seven, eight people, and we'll just go and do some amazing work, but we'll be part of a team and, and sort of see where we go from that. And I think the growing the business was never really the – that wasn't what we were setting out to do. It was – that's become a byproduct of – almost the approach that we've taken which is to hire amazing talent that are really nice people too and so that started the seeds of culture you know we had no idea what culture was really about when we started the business and we certainly didn't set out with a blueprint to say this is what it's going to be but we did start some very early conversations at one of our very first demon days where we had I think six or seven people we started to talk about the values and what does demons stand for? And I think that that was really the seed of then saying, okay, this is, this is the thing that's then going to scale because we're going to hire and fire based on these values and this really sets our stall out to what we stand for. And I think that's only, it's got stronger, our culture has got stronger and better as the organization has grown, as we've had a more diverse set of people join the business and with each person, I always talk about this, with each person that joins the business, the culture, you know, it's, it's amorphous, it changes and it evolves. And the whole idea is to to bring in people that are going to be additive to that and not take away. And uh, that, that's how we've managed to do it. So the initial thing was just wanting to have some fun, wanting to do some amazing work, wanted to add some value and want to be fair. There was a real strong sense of fairness when we started the business because we really wanted to be very ethical in the way that we went about our business. And so all of those things, as Cal said, like the, all these stars aligning and saying, okay, are we actually going to do this? And we're very lucky in the early days to sort of land a, you know, a big client, you
2: know, in the first sort of six months. And then that kind of allowed us to sort of kick things off from there. How important has Peppers been in your journey in making sure that you can have that quality guarantee for your clients? while growing the business? Because obviously when it's a two-man shop, it's quite easy to communicate what the purpose and define what the culture is. As you grow and hire more people, how have you aligned the people that you're hiring with the purpose to make sure that you can still service your clients the exact same way? So I think for me, it's not about servicing them in the same way. I think it's almost getting better.
0: And I think that the key is, as you scale is not to almost stay the same, it's to try and be better and deliver more value Faster for our clients. That's definitely a, a focus area. But with regards to sort of purpose, you know, the exercise we've been on over the last six months, I think, has been really useful where we've set out our North Star ambitions around the five or six pillars that in order for us to feel successful and be successful, all of those things must be true. It's not just about growing headcount or growing profit or revenue, it's about our societal impact, it's about the happiness of our people, it's about all sorts of other things and i think one of the key things for us is setting those things out and then having the sort of leadership team and other people in the business contribute to actually what does that look like fleshing that out and then refining it and then actually coming up with plans as to how we make those things successful so i think for me our purpose feels stronger than ever and i think that we we went through a process of rebranding, as you can kind of see the funky stuff behind me. And that wasn't just about, you know, having some funky wallpaper and a new logo. It was much more existential than that. We had really struggled to articulate what Demon was about for for several years. We knew we did some amazing work and people that worked with us, our clients loved us. And when they left their jobs, they went and brought us into those companies. So we grew by word of mouth but we really struggled to extract and articulate what that means to to people that don't know us. How do we articulate what we're about? When we got a creative agency, and part of the job was to speak to our existing clients and speak to our people and speak to us and just try to figure out who we are and not try and reinvent something, try and understand why demon are demon and how do they then articulate that to the world and expose that. And so that's, that was actually a really, really good exercise because I think that extracted a lot of what makes us different and actually created a big air gap between Demon and certainly our larger competitors. And one of the key things is about the energy that we bring. You know, it's about, you know, when you work on a Demon project, it's high energy, it's fun. You know, we get the job done, we have the best people, all of those things, but it feels different compared to if you were to go with a, you know some some of the other larger consultancies, and that was that in itself was really useful, uh, and a lot of that was based on feedback from our clients. So our purpose and what we stand for, I think, is almost becoming
1: clearer. Certainly over the last eighteen months. Just to, to sort of build on that, I think the clarity of purpose that we have now is different. It's a much more conscious purpose than we had when we were far fewer people, and I think there's a necessity to get to that as you get to scale, but. I just wanted to call back to one of the things that Steve had talked about, which was the social contract that we forged with the people when we were about 10, 11 of us, which was, these are our core set of values, integrity being a really important part of that. And when you look to hire and fire on it, you have people with a common shared ethos and a shared set of values. It's very easy for you to work with the same intrinsic purpose and how you you, you're always going to behave in a particular way you're always going to deliver the stuff in a particular way but as you scale and more and more people come in that's when you've got to sort of be that much more conscious and defined about what your purpose which is the journey that steve so clearly articulated uh just now i think it's a really interesting question and i think we'll continue to refine it as we go
2: it sounds like being open to the company evolving has been very important in, in the growth and in the journey of the of the business. In what other ways would you say the business has evolved since you know, two thousand and seven? We we in twenty twenty three now. Like what are the other changes, you know, big changes that you maybe you didn't even expect when it started that have happened?
1: So you have to understand that we were two techies who started a business, not knowing anything about business other than going... Well, I've seen the people who run businesses, how hard can it be? (laughs) Uh, The answer to that is really quite hard. But I think that's been a real strength for us because I think it's allowed us to approach a lot of problems from a first principles basis. Rather than having what the accepted business knowledge is, or this is the way that you would do this, we've looked at each new problem and gone, how does this kind of need to be solved? Now, we've learned a huge amount along the way and are learning a huge amount, but to, to answer your question, everything has evolved, everything has changed radically from how we started out. We didn't, to Steve's point, we didn't start out with a master plan. We weren't like, we've got a five-year journey to go on here. We were literally were trying to create somewhere where we wanted to get out of bed and come into every day. We were trying to create our own home. We weren't creating a home to go and sell to other people, if that makes sense. So, so I think it's been that continual journey and the continual evolution, and you always have to be open to iteration uh and uh, if somebody comes in and says something can be done in a better way there is that adage of always try and hire people in who do the job better than you and that's something that we've always tried to to live up to and try and get to so we have to be open to things changing what do you think steve yeah i I think i think
0: i I agree with everything that you said i think the first thing is this a mindset that certainly Cal and i have about almost constant need for evolution so we talked in the early days about versions of something almost like the business was a piece of software and there was but it just became you know so iterative that it didn't necessarily make sense to continue that but just an example in an interview we just had you know we're always we always want to know what what the candidate is feeling about their interaction with demon like how's that process been how could it have been better? That information all gets fed back in. So where we've had feedback around areas that we can improve, it gets fed back instantly. And the change is made for the next person coming through. We don't wait to kind of bundle these things up. So we're constantly thinking about um, better ways to to do things. And there are always better ways. As you grow, you get these growing pains and there are opportunities to reassess and optimize. But every, everything is, I think everything has changed. And I think that we... We've we've got better delivery. We've got better at looking after our people. You know things like bringing Jen on as a you know a head of people. That was a big step for us in sort of saying that you know we really value. We want to professionalise how we look after our people to make sure that not only that we're compliant, but we are a leading line in the industry around how we look after our people and how satisfied our staff are. So that was that you know, there's th- sort of big things like that that have improved massively because up until that point, Jane was doing a wonderful job where we're all trying our best. But actually then to focus and bring some professional into into those areas. And that that story is true across a number of areas of Demon as, as you scout you've got to bring in people that are going to really you know, we've got a great platform, but actually how do you take it to the next level? it's mind-blowing really when we look back at you know six or seven people around a table at one of the first demon days and it wasn't that long ago really and to sort of where it is now it's um with you know south africa line as an example and just how well that's gone so it's um yeah long may continue
2: cool you, you you reference a lot of purpose, having goals to being on a mission to use technology to make the world a better place you make it a reference to your culture and the people within the business can you please tell me why that is important to you why not you know run-of-the-mill
1: have a business that just makes money i guess it comes down to why did you set out to do something and i think we set out to do something a little different or well, not really different we just had a different set of motivators that that kicked it off money is clearly important and for you to have a business it needs to be healthy which means it needs to make a profit. It needs to make money. It wouldn't make sense to make a loss-making business, or at least as far as we're concerned. So it was an important thing, but always a secondary aspect to things. We we knew that we could stay as a one-man band and go and make a very healthy living, if that was just what what was motivating us. What it, it, it was about coming together to try and create something and see see what that was about. And a really important thing is the vision as he called out to use technology to make the world a better place did really seem to fit with what we were trying to do, which was to move the dial. It doesn't matter how small a movement on the dial is and proving the human condition, but if we're able to do something even tiny, that's what we would be setting to do out as a sort of primary goal. And that can be through creating a great place for people to come work, and be able to do good things, great things with our clients, to actually having a measurable societal impact, which is one of the the pillars in our sort of new North Star strategy, which is figure out if there is a way that we can measure and actually try to have a, an impact on a societal level. And that can be local, or it can be national, level, or it can be global. I think when you, as a founder,
0: you take a step back and you think about where you are and what we could be. And to Cal's point, some people have a very laid out plan, which says we're gonna make X amount of profit, then we're gonna sell the business, or we're gonna do this, or we're gonna go and acquire businesses, or whatever it might be. Whatever the plan is, they have a very defined plan. And it's very business, it's very finance orientated. And I think that Cal and I genuinely come from a slightly different place. We wanna run a healthy business 100%, but we also wanna leave a mark. And that is really important for both of us. And we talk about that a lot. And so this is really, you know, that kind of the statement around the vision is, is sort of paying to that of saying, what's the point of technology and running a technology business if you're not going to do something good with it, right? That has to be at the forefront of what we're thinking when we go in and work with clients and we choose what work we do and the decisions that we make should be on the basis of saying, how does this make things better? Because technology you can use for all sorts of purposes. We consciously want to want to use it for good in whatever way we interpret that, or, but but it has to be for good. We want to be that company. And that's it's part of a personal mission, I think, for for Calari is that, you know, we want to look back and be proud of this business. You know, I want to look back in 20 years and I'm sitting with my grandkids or whatever on the veranda, right? And be proud of what we've done. And it's not just about, you know, a a, a corporate endeavor. It's about we did this or we did that and, you know, tell stories about impact that we had. And that's really
1: important to us. So to flip the tables back on you, Vt, how do you think we're doing along that journey? I know you've only been with us a short time, but what has been your sense and impression about how we're doing on that journey?
2: This is not how this works, Carl. You're not supposed to be asking me (laughs) questions. (laughs) Look, I think... It's been impressive. I think a lot of people speak about being values-driven, but in most companies, those values are very aspirational, and they're not real. This is what people hope the company could be, but it doesn't always translate. And three months into into Dimon, the biggest shock of my life has been the fact that I've always thought I valued autonomy, and I thought I had experienced it in the past. And when I came into Dimon, it was autonomy is a very important thing. If you see something wrong, be the one to stand up and fix it. And that became real when I came into 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 the business and I've experienced it here. And I think that's been a, a major difference and a, a bit of a culture shock, but also extremely refreshing. The other thing as well is that when you look at the North Star goals that the company has, another refreshing thing is the fact that they're measurable. They're not just A thing that we do but we don't have a way to verify whether or not we've reached those goals so it's it's like the purpose is real the values are real and the people are really nice and and i think you've you're well on track to you know to keep the promise of using technology to make the world a better place and for me personally i think it's it's really nice to to be along for the journey and very happy to be
1: here thank you uh delighted to have you and it's really It's really nice to get the feedback that we are getting some things right. (laughs) We can save the the kind of constructive feedback for later. That's all
2: the feedback that I have. Thank you both for making the time. It's been very nice to be in conversation with you and hope to have you again. The Demon Drumbeat our
1: podcast where we unite, inspire and empower. Subscribe to the Demon Drumbeat today. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes and embrace the endless possibilities technology offers.